This is Better Benefits, a podcast from the team at Brella Insurance. We're talking about how to use employee benefits to build a world where health hardships don't create financial burdens. If you're a broker or employer looking for fresh ideas and new products employees will actually use, this show's for you. Hi there, I'm Laura Cave, Head of Marketing here at Brella, and this is Better Benefits, episode number 33. Today, our founder and CEO, Veer Gidwani, is stepping in for the co-host chair for Mike Zarillo, and we're excited to welcome Sean Maloney of Accolade to the show. Sean is Vice President of Product Marketing at Accolade, where he's responsible for managing a portfolio of innovative products and solutions that advance Accolade's mission to deliver on the promise of personalized healthcare. Now, Veer, I feel like we got to confess up front that we have been fans of Accolade for quite some time. Hi, Laura. Great to be your co-host for the day. Um, got big shoes to fill of mics, but I'll do my best. I was especially excited to be here for this conversation because I've known Accolade CEO Rajiv Singh for some time now, and I really admire what the team at Accolade has built. So I'm excited to have Sean here to catch us up on what's new. That's right. You know, we've been talking a lot on the show recently about benefits that lower the cost of healthcare by making utilization more accessible, more efficient for employees, particularly when it comes to chronic and mental health conditions. Accolade takes a really interesting approach because they really focus on building a relationship with the employee and their family in order to help them navigate and get the most out of all of their health benefits across the board. And well, I won't tell you all about it. We're going to let Sean tell us all about it. So as I mentioned, Sean is vice president of product marketing at Accolade. He began his career in healthcare benefits, healthcare strategy, and finance for organizations you might have heard of like Mercer, willis Talish watson and Mount Sinai Medical Center, after which he spent nearly a decade at Microsoft in business development and corporate strategy. He lives in Seattle, Washington, and holds an MBA from Columbia University. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. God, I love that setup. That was uh, so much fun to kind of hear my marketing in action. It's uh, in our team's marketing. It's great. It's great to hear. So I'm happy to be here. Well, you're accomplished. So it sounds good for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sean, tell us a little bit about this professional journey that you've been on. I just dropped a whole bunch of big names of amazing organizations. I'm curious where your passion for healthcare comes from and what ultimately led you to join Accolade. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, yes. Thank you. I'd love to tell this story. So I guess I was in college, University of Rochester and you know, I guess I thought I wanted to be a doctor, probably because I didn't know much better. And I remember, I remember sitting there taking the MCATs, and some people were really excited. They were like, "I'm excited to take the MCAT and go to medical school." And I remember being like, "I don't think I want to do this at all." And so I'm, I go into my senior year, and I uh, I took kind of a blow off class in health economics because I'm like, "Okay, I know health, I don't know economics, but I'll take it." And it was life changing. It was so fascinating. I ended up writing my senior paper on kind of a, a retrospective of Hillary Clinton's failed healthcare plan. It was called Managed Competition. I don't know if you guys remember. So I'm dating myself a little bit. And that little paper kind of changed my life. I remember I, I had an interview with uh, Mercer and we talked all about it. And they happened to say that, you know, one of our biggest clients 
have built their benefit strategy on Hillary Clinton's healthcare plan. And so that company, I ended up being their benefits consultant. So that was my first job. I was an analyst building a, it was crazy. They had like hundreds of HMOs or not hundreds, probably, probably it was, you know, they had HMO plans. I don't, I don't remember how the number, but it was a huge amount of HMO plans they had. And so we built a kind of mini managed competition model for their HMOs. And that's kind of where it started. So I worked for Mercer. I worked for Towers Perrin. I ended up thinking I wanted to maybe try hospital finance. So I went to Mount Sinai for a while. And then I went to business school. I went to business school because I was like, you know what? I kind of want to, I want to see if I can, you know, really have an impact and really, because I knew technology and internet was interesting. And I wanted to figure out, you know, how can tech really change healthcare in a different way? Um, and, and I went to Columbia and I was lucky enough to, to really get an you know, amazing dream job and opportunity with Microsoft right out of Columbia. I, um, at the time, Microsoft was getting into electronic medical records. So Bill Gates was retiring. You know, Steve Ballmer and, and Bill Gates were like, you know what, we're going to change healthcare. Microsoft's going to change healthcare. And they built a thing called Microsoft Health Vault. And uh, I did product management and business development for them. And it was awesome. It was one of the coolest experiences. My first time seeing a tech company try to change healthcare with all the resources they have. And, and guess what? They didn't do it. They didn't do it. It's crazy. All these, you know, billions of dollars and they couldn't do it. And so it's just like, wow, this thing is as hard as I thought. And so, um, yeah. And then, you know, after that, yeah, I ended up, you know, uh, staying at Microsoft for a while and I got some good big tech product marketing background behind me after the healthcare business, you know, spun out of Microsoft. And then I did a startup here in Seattle and then I landed at Accolade. So it's really like all roads have led to Accolade. Like this idea of, you know, starting with healthcare benefits and wanting to change healthcare and, you know, realizing the, the power of tech, but it's never really gotten there. And so it just makes sense that Accolade is, you know, when they were making their investments in their technology and kind of built this foundation built on relationships, it just made sense. I was like, I, I got to be here. And so I've been here for three years and it's, it's been a ride and it's, uh, it's really aligned with everything I've really wanted to do. You know, going back, gosh, almost 20 years now, it's crazy. It's a great story, Sean. And I may have my health tech history a little bit off here, but I feel like Microsoft might've been one of the first big tech companies to decide to make a foray into health. And you know, healthcare is a difficult space to to transform, but I think you know putting a step forward has definitely kicked off so many other organizations who've said, you know, maybe we should give this a try. And, and it's a constant process of building upon one another's attempts to make things better iteration. And that gets to the next question I have for you, Sean, is that you know one element of that iteration is this whole concept of personalized healthcare. Can you, you know, for our listeners who may not be familiar, can you tell us a little bit about what that means for Accolade? Yeah, I mean, take a shot at this. You know, I always start with explaining it by saying that, you know, it's it's not that complicated, right? Because it's, first of all, it's healthcare, right? And that's really important. I think a lot of organizations have kind of danced around this idea of care delivery, right? But first of all, personalized healthcare, you have to deliver healthcare. And then second, it's personal, right? And acknowledge this reality that everybody's unique and you need this curated experience. And that curated experience and that relationship is necessary that so you can influence care and drive outcomes. That's personalized healthcare. It's healthcare, but you need that personal aspect to really make a difference. You know, I, you know, happy to kind of dive in because I think there's, once you kind of understand that basic foundation, there's a lot of kind of details in it. And I think, I know, Accolade has a unique perspective on why we think that we have an, an, a unique approach to personalized healthcare. I think you hear this term a lot. Yeah, and let, let's talk about this further in the context of accolades. So when you when you look at the specific problems that employers are facing right now, how is accolades poised to help? And, and what are you guys sort of looking forward to bring to market as innovations that can really solve those problems for employers in a unique and, and effective way? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And so let me let me build on this idea of personalized healthcare, right? You're gonna hear this, you're gonna hear this term a lot. I'm I'm sure you can search healthcare tech companies, you're gonna say personalized healthcare or healthcare personalized. You may see variations of it, but when we say it, we mean something very specific. First of all, it's personal, right? And so we use people like clinicians, experts to build relationships and trust, just like you said, like relationships are really at the center of what we do. And so that's really important so that we can build trust with members so we can support them and influence care. Second is this idea that like we need data, right? You need data about the member even before the first time they interact with healthcare. You need to know where they live, you know, what their demographics are like. You need to know, you need to know their health claims. You need to know their, you know, you need to know their care history. And then you can use that to kind of inform your first interaction. Then you have interaction, then you get more data. So it needs to be data-driven. And lastly, it needs to be value-based. You need to kind of do everything. And it's not just transactions. It's not like we're just doing visits and these visits are just going to happen and we're going to charge for visits. We want to have our interactions in a way that it, it acknowledges the reality that it's not just things that happen in point of time. Care is a journey. So we want to support members across that whole journey in a way that drive sustainable outcomes and real value for customers. And we believe so strongly in this that not only do we put fees at risk for what we do, but we have a new model. Like we have a new product called Accolade One that actually, you know, delivers value-based care. And we put and with Accolade One, we're going to do things like put 100% at fees at risk and do trend guarantees to make sure that customers are paying for value, not for just work or transactions. That's super interesting. I, I think that, you know, if, if folks haven't talk to Accolade in a while, but they sort of have loosely been around this space, they might think of Accolade in terms of benefits navigation. But what you're talking about is care delivery. So can you talk a little bit about that evolution and just make sure that we're all on the same page about about how that works? Yeah, sure, sure. You know, I think, you know, going back two years, you know, Accolade, you know, we branded ourselves personalized advocacy, right? And we learned a lot, right? We had, you know, Customers who told us that they were looking for more, we knew that we could do more. I think, you know, Raj and Mike, our, you know, our CEO and our CTO, you know, had a vision of doing more. And so, you know, we've been busy. <laughs> we've been really busy. I think we've, we've acquired four companies in a little over two years. Some of the names, Second MD, Health, Health, Health Reveal, Plush Care, and gosh, I'm missing one. Oh, and The Insider, who actually does um, uh, data analytics around, uh, around provider data for quality. And What's interesting about those is they weren't logo acquisitions. We didn't just say, hey, we're going to acquire a bunch of companies and drive more revenue. We were really deliberate about like, you know, if we have this vision of personalized healthcare, who can really help us in that journey? And so Second MD, you know, for those who aren't familiar, it gets people access to specialist experts. But, you know, we've had EMO or expert medical opinion in a while where you kind of, you know, you'll, you'll fill out some information and you'll get a written consultation from a doctor you've never met. Um, second MD, you actually get to chat with a real live expert specialist live. You get to ask them questions in a real deeply interactive, personal way, right? It's the idea of personalized healthcare. And then Plush Care. Plush Care, you know, one of the first virtual care providers that isn't just about urgent care. It's not just like, hey, I'm going to talk to some random doctor because my kid has the flu. And then I'll never talk to that doctor again. He, knew, he never knew anything about me. He, never, he, will, he will never see me again. Plush Care, you, uniquely, you pick the doctor that you want to visit. And you can actually build a relationship with that doctor. That doctor can not only help you through an urgent care issue, but they can also help you manage care on an ongoing basis. And they can, you know, get you access to mental health and you can work with a, uh, they, they can get you access to things like meds if you need to, because they work in a collaborative care model with psychiatrists. And so real, real care, 
And so I think that was really unique. And we've been on this journey for a while. And so we're really excited to kind of bring it together in this, in this new personalized healthcare category that, that, that we're doing. Well, that, that really leads into my next question, because often when employers or, or folks in the benefit space are talking about health benefits, they're talking about specific healthcare needs and both on the employee side, but, you know, on the patient side, but also in terms of how it impacts the benefits program. So for example, they're thinking about how do we get people to do more of their preventive care? How do we get people to manage their chronic conditions in a better way? How do we get our pharmacy benefits to cost less? How do we get people better access to <laughs> mental health? Like, you know, these yeah, buzzwords yeah. are all that they're the, on a roll yeah. here. Laura. You know, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I wondered if you could talk to us a little more specifically about how Accolade Solution help employers address some of these specific healthcare needs on their team and, and kind of what the outcomes are. Yeah, it, it's a great question. You know, you know, one of the challenges is that, you know, you know, you guys know, you know, HR teams work really hard and, and they put together all these programs. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the best, you know, diabetes program, we're gonna have this wellness program. Or I'm going to have, you know, this EMO pro expert medical opinion program, but it's it's just kind of a morass of stuff, and it's really hard for anybody to find it in any type of context. Specifically, a member really hard to find it in context. You know, I I'm going to use the, I'm going to use a very basic, you know, kind of personal story to kind of give this context. You know, unfortunately, you know, I had a health health issue in in my family. And, you know, my wife was diagnosed with colon cancer, you know, really traumatic, like, you know, came out of nowhere, right? You know, you know, less than 50 years old. And you leave, the, the, I remember the first visit where you leave and, you know, somebody's like, you know, yeah, it looks like colon cancer. And they hand you a brochure and they say like, you know, if you have any questions, call, here's a list of doctors you can call and, you know, good luck, <laughs> you know, and that is crazy. And and that's like the re- that's the reality for so many people. And I know healthcare pretty well, and like and I should know all these things. I didn't know what to do, and so you know it all starts with support. It all starts with the idea that sometimes you just need a place to start and a resource to call. Like I didn't have anybody to call, and so I, I, luckily I work for Accolade, so I can call up a health assistant and be like, hey, you know, what, how do I think about this? But imagine if you really put all and and, and it, so let me back up a second. Because when you think about an HR team, an HR team probably has lots of programs and support, you know, to help members like like me. But how would I ever find those? It's not like they. It's not like the doctor handed me a brochure that said, "Here are your health benefits." <laughs> right after right. I left, no. Here are all the resources. they don't no, they, know. They have no idea, right? Right. And so, <laughs> and so, can you imagine a world where you know, as soon as, as soon as there's a first signal that something happens, I'm newly diagnosed with a condition like cancer, I get a call. Somebody's just like, "Hey, you know what?" I'm from Accolade or I'm from wherever. Sounds like you're dealing with something. And they wouldn't say it with that directly, obviously, for PHI reasons. But, you know, they, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try to say they're going to introduce themselves, try to help you to self-reveal, to help you understand what you're dealing with and say, like, you know, do you have any questions? I'd love to help you through any healthcare issues that you're having. And then say, well, you know, I, I just heard this. I don't know what to do. And they can say, you know what? looks like you have access to these benefits. Let me help you find this right specialist. I have access to all this great quality data. And I know that you know, your, your employer may have a relationship with a center of excellence that I can help you get access to, or I can get you access to an expert medical opinion, or I can get you access to this wellness program if you're after your recovery. My, my point is, is that you need to do a few different things. First of all, you need, to, you need to understand who the member is. You need to be able to engage with them. And you need to be able to understand their needs. You need to be able to support them in a really traumatic point in their lives. 
And then you need to be able to like give them resources. You need to be able to get them to care. And so my, I, I see this kind of long story to kind of realize that it's just like healthcare is all about context, right? And context starts with data and it starts with relationships. And so when you build a benefits plan, it's not about putting out these things that are kind of random. You, you have to serve them up in a way that somebody can actually find them when they need them. And, and that's where things like Accolade really come together. And, and I know HR teams work so hard to build these benefits programs, but if you can't find it, when you need it, or if you don't have the support, or if you don't even know who to call, you're not going to call your HR person, right? How do you call somebody who's a nurse who can who can really, you can be on the call with them for, a, for an hour to help them through this issue? That's what you need. And I think that's where I think we serve kind of HR in a, in a way that we, we haven't been able to, you know, most companies haven't been able to do because it starts with so much, it's a lot more, it's a lot broader, excuse me, a lot broader than just giving out benefits and hoping people find them or interacting with a specific point of care, you kind of have to address the whole person. And so that's what really, where it really comes together. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because Accolade in such a unique position. You, you interact with so many different employers and, and of course, their employees. Um, and so you have, you have a perspective on things that have happened in society that is unique. And I'd love to just get a sense of you know, clearly we've all lived through COVID now for, gosh, almost a couple of years. What are some of the learnings or insights that, that you know, at an accolade level you've taken as you've, as you've worked with customers through this time? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been a busy two years. It's been nuts. You know, I guess the way I think about it is there's always this nagging, you know, wow, healthcare costs are rising. That's always there. And so I think a lot of solutions always need to prove the ability to drive outcomes for employers. But um, I think the, the, the triggers, like the buying trigger, the, the real pressing pain points that employers are looking to solve, they've changed a little bit with the pandemic, right? You know, go back, you know, two years, right? While you may have been, while an HR manager might have been deep in building a benefit strategy, everything stopped when it's like, oh my gosh, everybody has to leave the office and maybe we're going to bring somebody, but some of them back. Like, how do you help them through those issues of bringing people back to work? That was one thing that we learned. It's, you know what, you know, while you kind of need to have this idea of you know driving healthcare costs down, sometimes there's just certain things that HR needs to address or a company needs to address in a really active way. And so, you know, you know, we have to figure out a way to be really nimble to kind of meet those needs. And so, you know, one of the things we did was we, we booted up our program called COVID Response Care to help, you know, companies do that. And so we, we developed a little bit of agility to try to help HR managers deal with their most pressing issues. But there's been other things, right? You know, I think, you know, with the lagging impact of the pandemic, you know, obviously issues related to access to care are, are front and center. Issues related to access to mental health, health equity, right? COVID really, you know, shown a spotlight on, you know, the difference, how COVID has affected certain communities versus others. And then with, you know, employees leaving, this idea of, you know, we need to create an employee experience that people love. We need to make sure people understand that we have a great benefits program. All the cost is still there. But there's all these new kind of things that I need to address right now. They, so we, they need to make sure we solve. And so I think as we move forward, one of the things you know, we want to make sure that we're doing is we, we have solutions to kind of address these pressing pain points, all with this idea, that same idea that we need to figure out people, ways to get people care and get them to the right care using relationships. And that's what's going to drive outcomes. So it's the same model, but just addressed to kind of different pain points based on what's you know, what HR and what companies and what health plan are dealing with at a, at a given point in time. Right, right. Like really digging into that issue of deferred care that didn't happen because of COVID or really thinking hard about retention. 
That's super interesting. Well, that kind of leads into the next question I had for you, which is when you think about heading into 2022 and even even beyond into 2023, what's next for Accolade? Where are you guys headed? It's a great question. Let's do a couple things. First of all, you know, we, you know, I think we, I talked a little bit about technology um, and the role of technology and the role data is going to play in the work that we do. And, you know, technology is a foundation and it's expensive to build and it takes a lot of resources and it takes a lot of grit. Once you have it, it enables a ton of things, right? You can experiment. You can, you can, you know, you can, you can be really scientific about what you do. You can figure out, you know, how do I, you know, what, what happens if I change this? What happens if I refer somebody to this program versus this program? What if I have this clinical interaction versus clinical interaction B? Those te- that type of experimentation and the optimization that technology kind of unlocks allows us just to drive more outcomes for customers using this foundation of technology. I think that's the first thing, right? This idea of using technology to optimize outcomes and optimize process for what we do. The second is this idea of really you know, integrating care delivery and pulling it through in everything that we do. You know, obviously we talked about this idea of, you know, relationships being at the center of everything that Accolade does. When you bring in care delivery, when you bring in doctors and you bring in mental health therapists into that world, I mean, the possibilities are amazing. Like, can you imagine, like, if your doctor, you know, knows, oh, you know, I'm in the middle of a visit. This doctor knows that I have access to this RX benefit, or I have access to a diabetes program like Verda, or I have access to a, um, a musculoskeletal program like SWORD. Doctors knowing benefits that you have, so they can almost prescribe a benefit. So pulling through benefits really deep into the care experience. And then on the other side, imagine if a health assistant on like, you know, who's one of the, one of the frontline people at Accolade who really build relationships with members. Can you imagine if a health assistant understands that you had a doctor visit and you had a recent test that said X, you don't have to wait for the claim. You can go right into the EMR and understand, oh, you know what? I need to engage with this person or a health assistant may say, or a nurse may say, you know what? This was a doctor follow-up coming out of the visit. I want to follow up with this member to make sure that you're taking action based on what the doctor said. So connecting care into the relationship in a deep way, I mean, that's going to be awesome. And so we've, we've kind of put some of these things into our roadmap and we've, and we're doing some of these things today, but I mean, you, you can really imagine the possibilities are really endless when you really meaningfully put in care delivery, you know, backed by the technology platform, that that's what the next, we're going to be busy for the next few years. I'd like to think that it's slowing down, but uh, it's only going to amp up. So uh, yeah. No. yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the mission of changing healthcare uh, continues. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, just to echo one of the points you made, Sean, we're, we're definite believers here at Brella and, and many of our, hosts in this podcast, I know their companies believe similarly, but you're all right. I mean, the, the investment in technology can really yield benefits, both in terms of creating a great experience to discover you know, moments that, that can be really magical for that person that you're dealing with. And, and often folks are dealing with pretty tough situations. So it's, it's not about how do you bring a smile to their face, but it's more about how do you, how do you lift a frown a little bit so that they know there's someone else there sort of helping them, looking out for them. And, but the other side of it too, is that the investment technology allows you to bring down expenses, right? And so much of what we deal with in healthcare is expensive. And if we can build efficiency, make things simpler, you know, we can maybe devote some time uh, and energy to, to helping people, you know, not through a computer, but actually in real life, right? And real care, yeah, yeah, real care, and and that becomes really hard to do unless you can be efficient in all the other things that are just you know minutia that uh, takes up so much energy and space and capital. 
Yeah, technology has so many options, so many opportunities to, you know, you know, as you said, you know, drive the care experience forward, drive the employee experience further. And, you know, the one thing I, you know, one thing I think we'll never lose sight of is accolade is that relationships matter. And so you're not going to see us, you know, use bots, you know, to replace doctors and care to say like, you know, we're going to drive scale by this way, right? Because we know that relationships and care are still so important. And so it's really this balance of using technology to, as you said, drive scale, drive efficiency, drive member experience further. But, you know, recognizing that, you know, care is still care and care is still about people and not losing sight of that. That's right. And and if the technology can put information in people's hands that they wouldn't have had otherwise, like you were saying about the information of what your other benefit opportunities are, what you have access to, or just clinically, which are the decisions that have made the best, you know, impact and, and the best produce the best healthcare outcomes, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that the potential of technology has the ability to show us how to deliver more effective care. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, it's gonna be so exciting when it just what can you imagine that day when it's when, you know, first for an employee and for a care team member that said, you know what, here's the next thing you need to do in your healthcare, Laura, like, here's the next thing you need to do, doctor, here's the next thing you need to do for Laura in your healthcare or for, or for shot. That's right. We need that kind of support giving that type of support. So it's not, you're not just putting it in the hand to hope that the nurse is amazing to figure out exactly what they need to do. Give them the information to make the intervention at the right point in time on both sides. You know, it's, it's really, really exciting. So <laughs> my, my, I'm really hopeful for the next generation of technology and healthcare, not to just to just be like, oh, we're just going to throw money at it and hope that it works, right? To really do it with with this eye to like, you know, we're, we're, we're going to focus on outcomes and then we're going to focus on experience. And, and, and I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm really hopeful. That's yeah, that's how you deliver value. Well, we could nerd out with you forever about this because this is so fun. Um, (laughs) But I don't want to keep you here all day. So I want to ask you one more question, which is the last question we always ask on the show. Everybody who comes on the show is such an incredible leader in their field. And I'm wondering if there was a book or a resource that had a big impact on you, either personally or professionally that you'd like to recommend. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take a little detour from a book this time. I'm going to use a resource. Stratechery, write it down. Stratechery. I don't know if you guys have ever read. It's written by Ben Thompson. It's a he has a podcast, but it's really it's really a newsletter. It's a, it's a paid newsletter, but he actually does some free issues. But it is fantastic. It's not just digital health. It's really about this idea of applying frameworks to the world of tech to kind of analyze what's going on in the space, right? Like you know, questions like you know. Does Amazon make sense in care delivery? You know, you know, why did Microsoft fail in mobile? It really kind of takes up these ideas and says, you know what? Like, how do I think about the audiences that a company serves and the scale that you generate and figure out like, you know, what makes sense and why did this move fail or why did it? it it's a really great way to analyze the space. And so highly recommend it. The other thing is, you know, Stratechery, you know, the quote about the New York Times and everything. And so Ben is a, is a great writer. And it's funny, he's actually an old colleague of mine at Microsoft. He left, he actually left to do this blog and we thought he was crazy. And uh, he has, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers and he makes a lot more money than I do. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I well, I can't wait to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I, and, and I think you owed me a, a lead gen for that one. But it's a great resource. I highly recommend anybody who looks at tech disruption, take a look at Street Tech 3. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes so folks can find it. Sean, thank you so much. This was a wonderful chat with you today. Really excited about everything that you guys are up to. Just want to say like Godspeed. Thanks for your vulnerability and, and sharing some of your, your insight and your wisdom with us. 
And yeah, really look forward to seeing how all of this progresses for you and, and the team at Accolade. This was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this stuff. I love nerding out, as you say. It's, it's a cool space. And it's, I feel like there's only a few people who can really dig into healthcare. And like, oh gosh, it's just so exciting. I love, and I love getting into people who, people who really get it. So thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Veer. Well, gosh, we just had so much fun in this conversation. I'm wondering if there are a couple of key takeaways that are going to stick with you from what Sean said. Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciated Sean's layperson's description of personalized healthcare and how to think about it and what Accolade is doing in that respect. And, and I think the impact it can have on people that would, that really stood out to me. And also just the discussion that we had in a couple of different parts of this show around sort of the human element of healthcare. And, you know, those of us working in, in technology often feel that that's the solution to the problem in its entirety. And, and more often than not, it's, it isn't the entire solution. It's part of it. And I think, you know, Sean's ability to highlight that in the context of Accolade and what they do was, was really insightful for me. How about you, Laura? You know, I, I really appreciate what Accolade is modeling for the industry when it comes to thinking really purposefully about how benefits work together. I know, you know, really good benefit strategists and benefit managers have this on their mind as well. And Accolade is is partnering in that. But even if your solution, you know, this year isn't to hire Accolade, you know, this isn't an ad for Accolade. I think a principle that we can take away from their work is really this idea of making sure that your benefits work together and your employees understand that from enrollment on. And then the other thing that I thought was really powerful about what he said was this idea of focusing more intensely on retention. We know that the great resignation is upon us and people are leaving their roles. And this is where, you know, benefits become hopefully the retention tool they're meant to be. And especially if your benefits include valued relationships with coaches, care providers, benefits navigators, whoever it is that's helping your team, that is going to be the thing. It's not the app that's sticky or the shiny bits of technology. We all need technology, but it's ultimately the relationships and the people that we want to stay with. And so again, another one of those concepts that we can really take away and build on, I think, across the industry. So with that, if you'd like to connect with Sean and the team at Accolade, you can visit their website at accolade.com. I will add a link to their website as well as a link to the book or the resource that Sean mentioned to our show notes, which you can find at joinbrella.com slash podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us or learn more about Brella, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us through our website at joinbrella.com. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the Better Benefits newsletter. And as always, thank you for listening. Visit joinbrella.com slash podcast for notes from today's show. And if you liked the episode, share it with a colleague. This helps us spread the word. Be sure to subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss our next episode. And that's a wrap. This is Laura Cave and Mike Zarillo from the Better Benefits Podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great week.